Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, it says this. It says, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can be compared with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand, hand are riches and honor her ways are perfect ways and all her paths are peace amen so we talked about the five things that wisdom actually produces and, and brings to us amen y'all remember those were riches and honor right well long life i'm sorry long life riches and honor pleasure and peace those are the things that the wisdom of god will produce in your life amen in Acts chapter 20, listen, some of these, I'm going to give them to you real quick, and then I'm going to read the scriptures, because there's a part I want to get to. Amen. So in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says this, from the King James Version. It says, I have been, I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed than to receive. Amen. This is the words of Paul. Now, Paul at this time was talking to the elders at Ephesus. Matter of fact, he was about to leave. I mean, they were sad that he was about to leave. But he was telling them certain things even about giving before he left. And I love how he did this. Even before he departed there, he said, listen, let me tell you something. It is more, he said, the Lord Jesus said that. Now, nowhere in Scripture it says that Jesus said it. So he had to say it because Jesus had this little thing with Paul, right? Amen. So he said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. The question is, do you really believe that? That is more blessed than it is to receive. Amen. I'm just going to flow. I know I'm going to be all over the place. Abraham, the Abrahamic blessing, right? When he blessed Abraham, he told Abraham what? You are blessed to do what? To be a blessing. Right? So we are, we are, we, we are considered, this is the nation that was birthed out of Abraham. You and I are part of that, right? So we have the Abrahamic blessing that he received, we also receive it too. So that means, and you, that means we are blessed to be a blessing. So our whole goal is for the things that you receive from the Lord or, or your blessings is not just for you. You're blessed to be. The question is to be or not to be, right? Are you going to be a blessing or are you going to hoard everything for yourself? Because now in our society today, every is me, mine, everything is for me. Amen? Amen. Get all you can, can all you get, sit on a pot, and just until the rest of it rot. It's all about me nowadays. Amen? But that's not, that's not the kingdom way. That's not the reason God blesses you. Do you believe that? The Bible says in Matthew 7, it says, you will know a tree by the fruit that it bears. 
So what blessed me on this morning is that we see the fruit that's being, that's being bared from this couple. What kind of fruit are you displaying? Mm -hmm. Amen, somebody. Amen. We're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit coming up soon. And, man, we're going to dig deep, 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 deep into that. So we're talking about this year, all year we've been teaching about and asking the Lord for wisdom. But we, we talked about the difference, the revelation of the difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. Right? Godly wisdom says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Worldly wisdom says, find a way to make people always give unto you. That's the worldly wisdom. It's all about the bottom line. Amen. Are you profitable? But profitability in the kingdom looks different from profitability in the world. Amen. It's not based on the zeros that you have in your bank account. Amen. The reason, listen, the way you can change the way you live if you change the way you give. See, because our living or the way we live is not based on what's in our bank account. Man, I can tell you that for sure. Fanny said, amen. It's based on our heart to give, to be a blessing. Amen, somebody. So I, I was telling you when I said, Nate, that our stories are similar, man. Listen, me and my wife, we had a plan. We both military. Career's going good. I was going to retire Sergeant Major. She was going to retire at least a lieutenant colonel. At least a lieutenant colonel. That's some good, some good duckies, amen. That Sergeant Major duck ain't too bad either. But so the God, God calls us out of the military with nothing. Come on now. And here's the thing. We talked about our sons. And at, the, at that time, man, we were growing up in the Lord. Amen. We wasn't walking in sonship and everything that we had. Because a son, and we're going to talk about it, we may get a chance to talk about it, but a son understands how to handle their money. I'm talking about a son in the earth. You, we're all children. Right, but Romans 29 says that we're, listen, our, our destiny is to be conformed into the image of his darling son. So sons in the earth understands what it means or how to handle money. We weren't sons. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Come on, fan. You know we weren't. <laughs> so God calls us out, and we're looking at the zeros in our bank account and say, you, you, no, you can't, not now. It's like, Lord, No. Because it's always easy when it's comfortable. Right? When you have enough resources, it's easy to plan. But not, my wife is reminding me more and more is that don't worry about all the resources. Just trust God and plan. Amen, somebody. So here we are. We got out. Praise the Lord. I got out to go full-time on a, you know, staff with the church. Serving. Serving. But that church didn't pay me what they said they were going to pay me initially. Right? So we didn't care. We still, we still, because you know what? The way we lived, our living was not based on what we had. It was based on who we serve. Come on, now, listen, this is funny. Here's a quick story. I'm just all over the place this morning. So listen, we're going to look for a house, right? We were in Gaston. Phantom, I want a pool. I'm like, a pool? It's like, girl, <laughs> listen. She said, I just want a pool. I mean, we had a low, we had a very, when I say very small budget, amen. Our first house we had to do FHA. It wasn't FHA, one of them, whatever. And that's why we're teaching about being able to buy a house. Y'all come to these seminars that April is having. She's got one coming up real soon. Amen. More, more to follow. But 
Fanny said, I want to have a pool. Well, praise the Lord. Long, the story, long story short, the house that we could afford, guess what it had? A pool. Everybody in Gaston, everyone that said, man, we never seen this part of town. Where, where'd y'all find a house? <laughs> and then I'm talking, listen, we got it for a great deal, right? Because that's the only thing we could afford at the time. I was making $10 an hour. But it wasn't based on our, our living wasn't based on our, our, our bank account. It was based on our giving. So me and Fanny would always sow. We would always give. Sometimes, man, you know, I, I, I praise God. You know my testimony. You hang around me long enough, you're going to get best, blessed by the overflow. Amen. So there's going to be a time, man, that we can be able to give abundantly out of our overflow. But what do you do when you're not in your overflow time? You still give. You sow. Amen, somebody. Amen. So we had to learn how to do that. We had to learn how to sow. Oh, my God, I'm all over the place. Somebody said, thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm trying to pull out something I, I just want to def, definitely make sure I want to get to today. The Bible talks about us being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're being conformed into sons, and then we're being transformed. So one of the things is, is, is vital for the believers to understand that there's a process that you go, go through to grow up in the Lord. One of the things that I think is a travesty is a lot of times when we, we, um, we talk to new converts, we almost, once they give their life to the Lord, we almost tell them that instantaneously you become a son. Meaning a mature believer. It's not instantaneously. There's a process called discipleship that we're supposed to be taking them through. Amen. So what's happening is Romans 12, they're being transformed by the renewing of their mind. And that's only being done by this book, by the word of God. That's what transforms their mind. So the perspective that they used to have, they starts to change. So when you think differently, you will act differently. Amen. Come on, somebody. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You want to find out what's in somebody's heart? Squeeze them. Squeeze them hard enough and you're going to find out what's on the inside of them. Amen. Because some of us still got a few cuss words in there. Amen. But listen, you, and here's the thing about that. You still say. So there's a process that we go through as a believer, amen, is to grow up and become sons. And that's what our job is. My job is, as I continue to grow into sonship, is to teach you so, you, so now you can grow into sonship. Amen? So one of the things that we do as a son is sons give. Amen. Because we're made in the image and the likeness of, of, our, of, our, of our father, right? Guess who your father is? He is a giver. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. He loved you because he gave. And that's another revelation of a difference about a giver. A giver, a kingdom giver, gives out of love, not out of obligation. Amen, somebody. So you'll be able to give out of love. 
For God so loved the world that he gave. Now, Jesus, who was a son, amen, he loved us so much that he laid down or he gave us his, he put aside his divinity, amen, and became a human being because he loved us. So listen, he gave, and here's the thing, man, I was, I was listening to a message from Bishop Hogan the other day, and it, okay, it kind of changed my perspective about something. And it blessed me. He didn't necessarily, because I would, I would say this too, because he, he blessed me. He said, we preach this all the time that, you know, Jesus laid his, his divinity down, but he really didn't. He didn't lay it down. He covered it up. All right, all right. Make me a body. He never ceased to be who he was. Only thing he did was to cover it up so he can be who you was. And he did all of that because he loved you. Amen, somebody. Some of us don't want to give up nothing for love. When you step down from your position, some, especially, man, listen, sometimes, sometimes you know, even in, in, in once you start going uh, higher in your job, oh, you ain't going to go down there with you. No, uh-uh. That's beneath me. That's what I used to do. But if you love your company, you will do whatever's necessary. One of the things that we used to do in the military, when, when, when a soldier see you don't mind getting dirty with them, man, they'll, they'll, kick, they'll bite walls and kick down doors for you because they understand that you care about them for real. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ loved us so much, man, that he covered up his, his, his divinity. And put on humanity so he can save us so we can be with him forever. Isn't that an incredible God? Somebody say that's a loving God. I got to keep moving, man. There's so many things that I wanted to say, but I'm not going to have time to say them on this morning. But somebody say it's all good. Turn to Daniel's chapter 12 because this scripture blessed me. I was, I was studying the other day. I uh, kind of pulled this out. Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, and I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Amen. So we're talking about, and this is one of the things I'm going to be dealing with. So we hear this, this said all the time, that knowledge shall increase in the earth in the, in the end times, right? This scripture is dealing with that. The key is knowledge shall increase, but is godly wisdom increasing? So there's a revelation, a revelation of a difference between just knowing something and then having wisdom. Right? So we said a basic definition of wisdom is applying the knowledge that you have. So you, you can apply it the same way to godly wisdom. The basic definition of godly wisdom is applying the godly knowledge that you have to apply it. Amen, somebody. So the word of God tells us to love our enemies. So you got to be able to, 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 to apply wisdom to that. You have to be able to love people who don't love you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. So what did I tell you to turn to? Amen. From the New Living Translation. It says this. At that time, Michael, the archangel, who stands guard over your nation, will arise. Then there will be a time of anguish greater than any since nations since nations first came into existence. But at that time, every one of your people whose name is written in the book 
will be rescued. Verse 2. Many of those whose bodies lie dead and buried will rise up, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting disgrace. Those who are wise, do you hear this? Those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky. And those who lead men into righteousness shall shine like the stars forever. Those who are what? Who are wise. Verse number four said, but you, Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal up the book until the time of the end, when many will rush here and there, and knowledge will increase. In the end times, and I believe that we are in the last of the last days. So now in the earth, man, knowledge has in, is, is starting to increase. But what we want to be able to do is to have wisdom. Amen. And here's the thing, too. Even knowledge of the word is increasing. One of the things I want to just, to just say we have to be careful of is not getting to the place where we know so much word, but we won't do it. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Because sometimes we'll get to the place where we know the scripture and we've known it so long until we just think we know it. We can do it just by knowing it. You feel that you can do it on your own. We can never do anything that we do in the kingdom by ourselves. It's by his precious Holy Spirit that we do what we do. It's by his grace that we do what we do. But if you get to the place where you think you can quote so many scriptures till you do it in your own strength, now you become a fool. Amen. Because this is all about him. Come on, somebody. It's not about you. It's all about him. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side and on your side, where would you be? Where would you be? And it's not all about the scriptures that you can quote. It's about the God that you serve. Amen. Because it's all about him. He's the center. The circumference. He's the base. He's the boundary. He's the balance. He's the beauty. He's the sum. He's the substance of everything that our life is about. It's all about him. It's all about him. Man, my time is almost up. Y'all remember last week I gave you these five things. I want to get to that. I'm going to come back to this later, and we're going to, we're going to deal with this. But, but the Lord was ministering to me even when I went back and listened to the podcast. Have y'all been listening to the podcast? Don't raise your hand because I don't want you to lie in church. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go back and listen to the word. Amen? So we talked about, um, I called them five wisdom truths. Of the king of kingdom given, five wisdom truths of kingdom given. You can give me a little soft music, uh, Curtis. Y'all give Curtis a hand too, man. He gonna be he gonna be rocking that thing over there pretty soon. Y'all gonna think he got a whole band over there. And we praying for musicians. We praying for a band. Yeah, we are. Okay, these five things. I'm gonna get them real quick. Go ahead and get your offering envelopes, Kurt, you know, together too, because we're gonna have to, you know, to leave here running. Amen. But it's all good. I love it, man. I love today. Um, five things. Here's the first one. Now, this, is, this is five wisdom truths about kingdom giving. Right? Now, we talked about giving in the kingdom is tithes and offerings and gifts of love. Giving in the kingdom, tithes and offerings, gifts and gifts of love. Amen? 
So here's the first thing. Um, what, kingdom giving is not to be eliminated by poverty. Remember that? Man, write that down if you didn't get it. Kingdom giving is not to be eliminated by poverty. It means that because of the, the, the place that you may be at the particular moment, is not, it doesn't eliminate you from giving. And the woman, you know, the woman with the two mites is, is a great example for us. Amen. When she gave during that time of giving, she was on social services basically because she was a widow. She gave, the Bible says Jesus saw what she gave and she said she gave all that she had. Amen. So for most standards, she was in poverty. But like we said on last week, man, if you want to get out of poverty, man, learn to give. Amen. Number two, it's not to be enforced by pressure. It's not to be enforced by kingdom given is never to be enforced by pressure. No kind of manipulation, exploitation, the games, man, we play games in the body. Come on, somebody. I feel the Lord telling me. I feel the Lord telling me that there's five people in here. There's five people in here that has the $1,000 that he's, he's, he's telling you to give. If the Lord would have told you to give, you ain't got to tell me. Because he would have told me. Amen. Now, it's... <laughs> It's different if you had a goal. Let's say we had a goal. You know, hey, man, we, today we need, to, we need to come up with $5,000 for whatever. Does anyone have any, you know, would like to give or whatever? You know, then would anyone like, that's different. Hey, I'll give $1,000. You know what that does? It encourages somebody else. Man, I'll give $2,000. That's different. Then make, make you think, you know. Okay, I, let me, I'm about to get off. Y'all say stay focused, Pastor. Okay, I will. I'm stay focused. Now, here's the difference now with, with spontaneous giving in the church. Because one of the problems sometimes that people in the world have with the body of Christ is they don't understand how we give. They don't understand kingdom giving because they, they've seen so many gimmicks and so many crazy things. And now with social media, you know, it's all out there. See, I told you. You know, people giving money at the, in the, um, on the altar. And they don't understand what that means. To, to sow on the altar of you. if God gives you a word and there's a word for you or whatever, you just want, may want to take time to sow spontaneous giving. Amen. The church we came from, real quick, real quick uh, war story. One time Fanny was dancing. Fanny used to dance. Yeah, Fanny could dance, you know, all that, you know, all that. Praise dance. That was God, yeah. Fanny used to dance. So, so Fanny, Fanny, Fanny dances one particular Sunday, man. And uh, man, she just she ministered. I mean, she she ministered. Man, the power of the Lord fell in that place. It was it was incredible. So people started to sow to her. They started to give, man. And I was like, oh my God! But what they didn't know, <laughs> what they didn't know is it almost almost to the penny of what they gave is what we needed. I ain't talking about what we wanted. It was something that we had already petitioned God for that we needed. Didn't know how it was coming. Because our jobs wasn't bringing it. That's, that's the power of giving spontaneously sometimes. Amen, somebody. So it, it, it's, not, it's not to get. So don't, we ain't going to play no money games in here, I promise you. If I ever stand before you with some kind of money game, come get me. Amen? 
I'm serious. Come and get me because I done lost my mind. Amen. Praise the Lord. What, what am I at? Number three, it says not to be excused by performance. Amen. So people say, I give in different ways. Praise the Lord. Even in something like what, 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 uh, the, um, what Nate and him is doing. If you're doing something that's being a blessing to the kingdom, you're serving people, you're serving, it doesn't eliminate, it doesn't excuse you from giving. Amen. You got the best voice in the choir. So, hey, that's my service to the Lord. Did you see what happened last Sunday when I sang that song? Amen. No, and I told you about the musicians, man. I've been playing in church a long time, and some musicians are the worst givers. They don't give nothing. And the church and continue to give them to you. Oh, y'all blessed us today. And then they, okay, got to stay focused. Number four is to be encouraged by preaching. Amen. That means my job is to be able to present and to teach you about kingdom giving, of how money works in the kingdom of God. And I told you money is the lowest form of prosperity. It's the lowest form of prosperity in the kingdom. And prosperity, that word, it just means to do better. That's all. Real simple. But money is the lowest form of prosperity. Amen? And then number five, and I'm going to get ready to close here. And Elder Garfield, we're going to get ready to bring you up. The fifth thing is, is to be enjoyed by your partnership and participation. To be enjoyed by your partnership and participation. Luke 6 and 38, we can all quote it. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, said, what, what? Shall men give into your bosom? And the revelation that we have is, God, make me the man. Amen. That's the revelation of that scripture. That's the wisdom in that scripture. It's to make you the man because he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. The question is, which one do you want to be, a sower or eater? So, to, to, to partner with the Lord and participate with what he's doing is being a blessing to the body. So this particular day that we talked to you about, Fanny shares a heart in the dance that she does. Amen. And the people in the congregation begin to participate and partner with the Lord to sow. Not having, not having any idea of what they just did. So for us as a recipient, guess what we did? We took it and we sold out of that too first. We gave back his tithe and gave an offering, but we were able to thank the Lord for what he did for us through the participation of the saints. We were able to thank God for it. Amen. So it became nothing more than another testimony about the goodness of God. Man, he'll always make a way. He'll make a way out of no way. Won't he do it? I'm telling you, man, if you've never been on your wits end and you just got to trust God. Amen. Because we've trusted him. We didn't have nothing. When I say he's the God of the valleys, he's the God of the mountaintop. Trust him on the mountain and trust him in the valley. Let me pray for you. Father, we bless you on today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. 
thank you for these, your believers, God. We thank you for, for continuing to teach us what it means to be kingdom citizens in the earth, God. We understand that we have a dual citizenship. We're in this world, but we're not of it. And in your kingdom, God, your word says that you love a cheerful giver. Now, God, teach us and show us how to be cheerful, cheerful givers, not giving grudgingly or of necessity. God, we love you. We pray for everyone that's here, even now, God, under the sound of my voice. If there's someone here that's not saved and don't know you, we pray, God, that they will come into the knowledge of who you are. And if that's you, if you're here by chance and you're not saved, after, after we dismiss, give the benediction, we're going to ask you to come down. We're going to tell you what you need to do to give your life to the Lord. If you're here today and you're in a backslidden condition, you want to get yourself right, right in right alignment with the Lord, here's the thing about the Lord. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. You can leave him, but he'll never leave you. And our third and final invitation, if you need a, a church home, you're looking, looking for a place to, to fellowship with other believers and to, to grow into the Lord, I know a good place, and that's this place, NCL. We're a young church, God, but we are a growing church. And we're looking for people to, to partner with us, to put their hands to the plow, to advance this kingdom here in the earth. Now, Father, we love you. We bless you. can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray and all the people of God shout it. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.